Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long. It'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair. I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe. I'll be right back. Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission? Advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Several years ago, I found myself in a place I had never been before spiritually. I was at a real low, in a real dark place. It wasn't depression. It was a dark place. On the one hand, I never felt closer to God. Yet on the other hand, I felt that God had gone silent on me, like a switch had been turned off. The oppression of that place became so overwhelming that I began to cry out to God for help, for discernment, for protection, for success in the midst of the sense of abandonment. I knew that regardless of the dark place I was in, Christ still expected me to carry out his great commission to make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them to observe all that he commanded us. Then one day, during that time, I came across a simple little pamphlet that changed my life and increased my understanding about God and spiritual growth as a Christian in a way that was a real game changer for me. God finally let me know what was going on. The answer to all my cries came in the text of a little pamphlet, Walking in Darkness, Trusting When You Cannot See by Winky Prattney. Since then, I have given it to many people I have counseled who found themselves in that same dark place. For your encouragement, I've condensed Winky's pamphlet to a flyover version to hopefully pick your interest to read the pamphlet for yourself and save it for future reference. The hyperlink to the pamphlet is in the show notes. This darkness we are talking about is above all a sense that God has withdrawn his presence, an inexplicable an inexplicable sense of loss and uncertainty. This is something that will happen to every single Christian who wants to be involved in the work of God, or to any Christian who has truly set his heart on pleasing God. It is not a problem that comes from other people, and it's not necessarily a problem that comes from the demonic world. It can very well come to Christians from God himself. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 50, verses 10 and 11, Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Look, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks you have kindled, this you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment." Prattney says, when I first read this passage, I assume it was written to an unbeliever. After all, it deals with darkness. I knew of only three kinds of darkness mentioned in the scripture. Perhaps it meant the darkness of sin, of ignorance, or demonic powers. But the darkness Isaiah spoke of doesn't refer to any of those things. The strange thing about this verse and this kind of darkness is that it happens only to people who are walking with God and who love God. It happens to people who are not messing around with sin and who are ignorant, or not ignorant. There's a darkness that can come to men and women of God that has nothing to do with sin, lack of wisdom, or the devil. And the tragedy is, when this darkness comes upon certain people of God, they don't understand what it is, and it nearly wipes them out. 
Everyone who has set his heart on serving God will have this darkness come at some point. Has it happened to you? You wake up one day to find all spiritual feelings gone. You pray and nothing seems to happen. You read your Bible and you understand the words, but there is no light. You search your heart and find nothing to match what you are going through. You rebuke the devil. You ask others to pray for you. You go to hear your favorite Christian speaker and nothing happens. No counsel seems to help. St. John of the Cross called it the dark night of the soul. The famous preacher A.W. Tozer called it the ministry of the night. The famous preacher Charles Spurgeon preached about the child of light walking in darkness. Each writer dealt with this differently, but the experience is common. It is not darkness of wrong or guilt or demonic oppression. It is not sin. It is instead an inexplicable sense of loss and uncertainty. It is above all a withdrawn sense of the presence of God. What you are going through is not new. It came to every major man or woman of God in Scripture. It came to Abraham when he stood waiting for God to accept his sacrifice. It came to Moses on the mountain waiting to receive the commandments in the thick darkness where God was. It came to Job when he looked for good and evil came. It came to David when the bottom seemed to drop out of his world. It came to the prophets and they wept. It came to the godly kings and they humbled themselves. One dark day, it even came to Jesus, the Son of God himself. And if you set your heart to seek God, this darkness will also come to you. You will not be exempt. You will not escape it. It is an essential factor in a deep and thorough Christian experience. Let me repeat that again. It is an essential factor in a deep and thorough Christian experience. What can you do to get out of this darkness? Nothing. Nothing at all. There is nothing you can do to get out of the darkness if it is God who put you into it. That is why all your usual remedies fail, all your counselors draw a blank, and all your frustrated attempts come to an eventual exhausted end. The darkness of God is given by Him, and it will not lift until it has accomplished its work in your soul. Jacob was left alone in the darkness, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. You cannot escape it, but you can surely live through it. What do you do when you're going through the darkness? You say, Lord, I know this is a hard place, but what shall I do? And then nothing. Silence. Well, you say, at least show me what to do. Nothing. Yet what is this person in Isaiah 50 verse 10 doing? Look carefully. It says he is walking. So the first thing to do is, number one, continue trusting and serving Jesus. The first thing you must do when the darkness comes is do your duty. To keep going in the same direction you were going in when the darkness came, you must continue your daily routine. What did God say to you before you went into the darkness? What was your call when the voice of God was clear? Then do it still. Keep on walking. Big point here. Nothing has changed on the path except your perception of it. Do your duty nevertheless and keep walking even when the lights go out. The Bible makes it clear, let him who has no light trust in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. It also says those who know your name will put their trust in you. His name 
He's the Lord is descriptive of what he is, and he is there. He is the uncreated, unchanging, unshakable God. He is what he always is, and he has not changed in the darkness. He is not missing because you cannot see him. God is committed in everlasting covenant to you. He is faithful and will remain faithful yesterday, today, and forever. So the first thing, continue trusting and serving Jesus. The second thing, continue talking to God. Pray to God. You're to get on your knees and say, Oh God, I don't feel you. I don't get any zap from you. I don't feel your presence, but I know you're there nevertheless because your word doesn't change. Amen. Number three, reflect on God's past faithfulness to you. In this time of darkness, go over in your mind what God has already done in your life. Remember what his character is like. Number four, continue reading the Bible. When you can't see the way, open the book and read again what he is like. Others before you have walked in the darkness, they too have found that faith is not something you hold, but someone who holds you. Number five, heed the warnings against strange fire. St. John of the Cross had some rare insight on walking through this dark night of the soul. He said, the way in which they are to conduct themselves in this night is not to devote themselves to reasoning and meditation, since this is not the time for it, but to allow the soul to remain in peace and quietness, although it may seem clear to them that they are doing nothing and are wasting their time, and although it may appear to them that it is because of their weakness that they have no desire to think of anything, the truth is they will be doing quite sufficient if they have patience and persevere in prayer without making any effort. Listen again to Isaiah's solemn warning. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Look, all of you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks you have kindled, this you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. You cannot take matters into your own hands. If God does not bring you light, you must not make your own. But you know what? Some have tried to do just that. Some say in anger, if God is not going to speak, then I'm going ahead anyway. If he won't show me the light, I will make my own. What they are saying is, okay, God, if you're not going to guide me, I'm going to guide myself. When you, what you have then is an extremely brief and temporary light. It cannot last and will only leave you blinded. Don't do it. Don't make the foolish and futile mistake of lighting your own fire. If God has put you into darkness, let it do its work in your soul. He got you in and you can trust him to take you out. If you light your own little match and then go and do your own thing, you will see in that man-made light a destruction of much that God has for you. Walk in what God has already given you to do and remain faithful until new light comes. As my father used to say, just keep on keeping on. I remember the hippies of the 1960s put it this way, just keep on trucking. Prattney goes on to say, when the darkness has finished its work in you, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, and only what is firm, real, and solid will remain. Darkness comes to reveal our need of God and God alone. Don't fret over your helplessness and your emptiness. They will be riches to you. 
God says, I will give you the treasures of darkness in Isaiah 45, verse 3. The good news is you will not remain in darkness forever, and ultimately you will come out of the darkness into a greater sense of light than you had when you went in. The Bible tells us clearly God is the one who dwells in thick darkness. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 22. The darkness and the light are alike to him. You find that in Psalm 139, verse 12. There are treasures that can be found only in such darkness, for there he will show you things about himself and about yourself that you will never learn any other way. Prattney concludes with these words. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the years, Give me a light that I may, that I may walk safely into the unknown. He said to me, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God, and he shall be to you brighter than a light and safer than a known way. Friend, your prayer request for God to turn on the light in the midst of the darkness you walk through may not be granted right now, because the only way you're going to learn to walk by faith and not by sight is to walk by faith. In Romans, it tells us the righteous will live by faith, and that without faith, it is impossible to please God, for the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who seek him. In the God-imposed dark times, he is teaching us to trust in the name of the Lord and to rely on our God. At times it may seem you're out on a tightrope without a net and you're all alone. Yet we know the truth is, as Jesus reminded us in the Great Commission, that he is always with us even to the end of the age. So remember, press on, do what God told you to do, stay faithful, stay loving, hold on tight, and know that when you come out on the other end of this dark tunnel, you will be stronger and more like Christ for it. The dark times are a necessity to be made strong in the faith. And I have some great news about our future in Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 reminds us that for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I also am known. And with that, I bid you peace. I passed out a lot of those little pamphlets to people I have counseled throughout the years. It is now posted on the Last Day Ministries website, the ministry that originally published it. A hyperlink to it and other valuable information is in the show notes. As God lifts up your heart today with these words of encouragement, I invite you to reach out to folks you know who are walking through a dark time with the Lord and share this podcast and the pamphlet with them. It will be a real game changer. Until next time.